Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by my co-host Mike Kikuik for this afternoon show. We do have a couple of guests. I will let Michael introduce them, but let us begin as we always do with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the word, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michael. Good afternoon, Joseph. Yeah, we got two special guests today. We've had both of them on before. Jack, actually, uh, he's been on not only on the program side of the house, but also during the, the time that he was uh, membership. So uh, we've had Jack on before. So I'd like to introduce both of them. It's the uh, Life Team, the Director of uh, Life for Faith in Action, Jack Rosati, and the Deputy Director for Life, Dave Bloomer. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, brothers. How are you, Mike? Just fine, Jack. We'd like you to start off and tell us what's happening in the world of uh, life. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you know, my job, our, our job, Dave and, and, and mine, is to promote the life programs around the state. Um, we have faith in action programs, and I know you're having all of the faith in action directors on your show, but um, our programs are life. Um, there are eight programs under the life category, uh, Special Olympics, the Silver Rose, the ASAP program, we'll talk more about that, Ultrasound Initiative, Christian Relief, Refugee Relief Fund, uh, Mass for People with Special Needs, uh, Novena for Life, and the March for Life. So um, we're not going to talk exclusive, you know, get into the minutiae of every one of these programs. Um, I know time is restricted. So we really want to talk about three or four of them. And, um, you know, we had goals last year uh, in our life program. Dave and I set up some goals. We wanted to put out uh, 10 ultrasound machines in the state of Pennsylvania. And we did 14. We were number one in the order last year. So this year we decided to up our goal. Um, the 12. So our goal is 12. We're somewhere around eight right now, and we're halfway through the year. Um, our ASAP program, Aid and Support After Pregnancy, um, our goal for that is 100% council participation, and we'll get more into that too. And then Special Olympics last year, our goal was to raise $100,000 for Special Olympics, and we achieved that goal. We exceeded it, but I think it was $108,000 we gave Olympics last year. We're keeping that goal of $100,000. So um, Special Olympics was more than happy with $100,000. We didn't need to up it that much more. So we want to see if we can make it again this year. Um, you know, my job and Dave's job is to go to council meetings <clears throat> all around the state and talk to them and get them to embrace our life program. And, and so many councils have. We have been so fortunate. The LIFE program, as you know, Mike, um, kind of sells itself. Uh, the one thing that people can always get passionate about is is um, the pro-life cause, especially we as Catholics, we as Knights. And we don't have the market corner. 
Catholics feel like we have the market cornered on pro-life. We don't. Um, there are so many other Christian um, religions out there that embrace the life program. And we work hand in hand with a lot of them in providing ultrasound machines and supporting pregnancy care centers. But, you know, I'm oftentimes asked about, you know, what we do and, and, and we tell them, but it's really, Mike, isn't the, the really important as to why we do it? You know, um, why is it so important that we see care centers around the state? Why is it so important that we provide ultrasound machine to these facilities that, that advocate life instead of abortion? And, uh, and that's really where we get to talk. Dave and I get to talk about um, the importance of these programs and then motivate the councils that we're talking to to do the same. Um, you know, I, I talk about things like, hey, I'm a guy. I, I will never know what it's like to be a, a woman that finds herself in the situation where she has an unplanned, I, I'll never understand that completely. I do know that the voices that they're hearing um, and very, very loudly hearing are not the voices of, of what we promote. They're, they're not God's voice. They're not hearing um, this about the sanctity of life and, and the dignity of life and how we were all created um, in the image of God. So our job is to make sure they hear the other voice. And that is the, uh, is God's voice. You know, I oftentimes remember the, 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 the um, scripture reading of uh, Elijah who heard God's voice and he, and it wasn't in the thunder and lightning. It wasn't in the, the fire and the storm. It was a whisper. Um, he heard it in the whisper and then um, that's where he heard God's voice. And I believe that the ultrasound machines that are shown and the images that are shown to these women can be that whisper that they're hearing of God's voice, whether it's the tiny little heartbeat that they're hearing uh, and showing on the machine, or it's just the, the whisper and the counsel that they get from these facilities that's what they need to make sure that there is a voice out there counter to what they're hearing now in every aspect of society that is not, um, it's counterculture. So that's what I try to promote as we go around. Why is it so important that we do what we do? And um, it's, it has been resonating with our men in the, in the Knights of Columbus and the councils and in our parishes. Anytime we ask for support for uh, an ultrasound machine, anytime we ask for baby supplies, um, we're inundated. We are usually um, happily surprised with the support from the people that hear our message and that it's resonating. Yeah, I know one of the things that I, I talked to Dave about this one time. I was listening to uh, Glenn Beck show and they have a uh, um, they're affiliated with the group that uh, purchases uh, ultrasound machines. And it's done for the same reason in order to let the uh, pregnant mother know that uh, it is a child and it's a life and it's human and it's, and it's deserves 
uh, our respect as being a, 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 a life given from God. And uh, one of the things that I had mentioned to Dave that I thought was so impressive with and make me so proud to be a member of the Knights of Columbus was that the, uh, the program actually started that uh, uh, Glenn Beck is, a pro, is a, associated with, and I think it's called it's birth something. And I really don't remember the name right now, but they started three years before the Knights. And first of all, they should be proud of what they did. They brought in 44 total ultrasound machines. And my brothers, I think we're up to 1500 and we started three years after. And I, I think that's one of the things that, that makes me feel really proud uh, to be a knight and to be associated with men like you that actually uh, are the, at the forefront of uh, of the state of Pennsylvania doing this. So I thank you on behalf of all my brother knights so and, I on, be, for and just on behalf of all those babies that have been saved. Yeah. If I can interject for just one moment, just to echo a little bit of what both you and, and Jack have said, um, the whole idea of the ASAP program is to show two things. One, to women that they're not alone when they're facing such a horrible decision or a very difficult decision. Jack alluded to this a little bit earlier, but it also alludes to the fact that we're not just trying to get the baby determined, just caring about that. And then after that, you're on your own. ASAP is proof positive that we're pro-life from birth to natural death for every stage of a person's life. We're there to help as much as we can. And that's, I think, I think part of the remaining challenge, not not that we haven't we we've failed in that, but just to keep mentioning that aspect of it. Women, you're not alone. We're with you, and we're here to help you. And two, we're not just about bringing a baby to. We're about fostering a pro life culture. And I think ASAP does that splendidly. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Um, mm -hmm. and, and first of all. I, <laughs> You know, Dave Bloomer is our, our deputy director of life, and I'm so happy that he is on our team. Um, you know, he's out in your area, out in the Harrisburg area. I'm in the Pittsburgh area. And between the two of us, we cover as much as we can. But um, that that message that Dave just mentioned, um, how and it's not just the knights that promote the, the uh, dignity of the mother and the baby, but all of these pregnancy care centers deal with that issue. Um, obviously, before the, the woman, the decision is made to keep the baby, but afterwards also. Every facility that I've ever worked with has some mechanisms in place that help support the baby and the mother afterwards. Whether it's, you know, you go to uh, motherhood training programs, uh, they all have different names for them, and they earn um, baby bucks or credits toward, they go to these classes, they are earn credits toward um, support material for them after the baby's born, whether it's diapers, formula, cribs, all of those things. So, you know, um, we're really just supporting those facilities and we're so proud and honored to be even just a small part of their ministry as they do their work. And we're just there to help them. I think we'll, later on, we're going to talk about why I, uh, it's more important today, even more so than yesterday, support these facilities. And it's mostly in um, how they're getting their support or lack of support as it is now for the break. But um, 
I, I want to thank you and the Holy Family Radio for allowing us to be on and talk about these things. All righty. Jack, I hate to like the devil to cut you off here, but we're coming quickly to our heartbreak that we can't get around. So we'll let you hold your thought for a little bit. We'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by Mike Yakubic, uh, David Bloomer, and Jack Rosati. And whichever one of you guys wants to go first, jump right in there. Let's go with Jack. Yeah. Well, let's go with David, because David is actually our uh, – he takes care of all of our legislative issues, um, things that are the lobbying that we have to do in Harrodsburg. Um, he's tightly connected with what goes on in Harrisburg. And he, and he and I have exchanged a few emails this morning. And one of the things we wanted to talk about was uh, this legislation that's trying to go through on top of what's already gone through as a grotesque uh, legislation um, about how these fortune clinics are trying to uh, skirt around um, things that are in place for everybody else in the world except for them and that you know kind of the double standard thing dave do you want to talk about that yeah sure i'll jump in with that uh, just to set everybody up just uh, real briefly about the whole situation back in i believe 2011 uh dr kermit gosnell that, that whole fiasco came to the forefront his uh his basically his his house of horrors in west philadelphia his abortion clinic that was actually killing a lot of people, not just from the abortions either, from a lot of unsanitary, unsafe practices at at his place. So in response to that, back then the General Assembly came up with its version of TRAP laws. Now TRAP stands for Targeted Regulations of Abortion Providers. And basically what these laws do is they make abortion providers adhere to very similar hygienic and safety standards that most like medical places do that uh, hopefully as everybody would expect them to do all the what we what jack and i uh, were referring to this week we've got a um uh, i got a notification from uh, dan barkoyak our friend over at the uh, family council uh planned parenthood had a um press conference at the capitol rotunda this week they're introducing legislation that would basically as jack alluded to skirt those trap laws to make themselves un adhering to all the safety standards we would expect a medical center to provide. Now, given the way politics is working in Pennsylvania, this is being introduced in the House where the Democrats have a majority. Do Republicans have a majority in the Senate? And 
not just this issue, but most issues this year, one idea has stayed in one chamber and died in the other. So there really isn't much of a chance for something this controversial ever making it out of the General Assembly. So at least there's that. But it's just something that bears witness to. I did some research. I don't see any bill number for it yet. I think they're really just in the preliminary stages right now going for a co-sponsor memo. Yeah, things like that. So um, it's just something everybody should just like keep a look at. They they want they want to resurrect the whole idea of a Kermit Gosnell again, and Lord Lord save us if that ever happens because that would I remember that I remember that unfolding about ten or twelve years ago. I just remember what a horror show it was. It was you look at it, and you're just like, my goodness, that this could actually happen. But unfortunately, um, we we could be seeing some kind of resurrection of that. Now, like I said, with the way the General Assembly is, it's probably not going anywhere, but you'll hear a lot of it in debate in the House. Uh, that, that's really the, the one little um, uh, legislative uh, update I have for everybody. Uh, everything else, as we talked about before, is still pretty much going strong. Uh, Real Alternatives lost its state funding as everybody knows, got Josh Shapiro, our governor, wanted to give all that money to Planned Parenthood. But Real Alternatives and other groups like that are starting to kind of organize in a way to try to lobby for uh, not just like lobby for pro-life issues in, in the House and Senate, but also become more independent of that federal and state funding so that they can work do what they do independent of anything of any kind of hammer the feds or the state might have over them. So that that's really where we are in the legislative front. So I'll hand it back to everybody. All right, Jack, you want to jump in there? Um, yeah, I think we pretty much covered uh, all of the ultrasound pro-life issues there. I, I really, with what time we have left, I'd love to talk more about one of the other programs we are really pushing here in the state, and that's the Special Olympics. Um, you know, the Knights of Columbus have had a uh, very unique and special partnership with Special Olympics from its very beginning. So we were we were founding members of the uh, Special Olympics program with John F. Kennedy. Um, you know, as Kennedy was a Knight of Columbus, um, asking us to help in this initiative that he wanted to put out. And um, and, and we have ever since then. Last year, uh, like I said, the Knights of Columbus, we raised $108,000 for Special Olympics. And that money goes towards it. Here's what people don't realize. Um, so, okay, you raised $100,000, Jack. What, what, what did you do with that money? Should have been and is distributed to all of the regions, um, just as the Knights of Columbus have regions in the state, north, south, west, all those things. Um, so do the Special Olympics. And they have their regions. That money was distributed to those regions. And then it goes toward, oh, you know, the, the bowling tournament that someone's holding in Shemokin. Um, maybe it's a golf tournament that's being held in Harrisburg. It could be a um, Christmas party for the Special Olympic athletes that need, you know, you wouldn't need money for that. There are training seminars that these athletes attend on um, nutritional value that you know what how important it is to have good nutrition in their lives you know all that money comes has to come from someone and um, we're proud we're very proud to be a part of um, that program with the special olympics and we hope that our successful campaign and fundraising continues um, we're a little behind right now we're at about 
$40,000. We need to raise the rest before the end of April or before the end of March. So, um, you know, typical Knights of Columbus stuff, Mike, right? Uh, you wait until the last minute to send your yes. donations <laughs> in and that's, uh, yeah. you, you put a deadline on something and that means nothing to a lot of the other guys, but um, we're hoping that that money comes in in time to give it to them at our state convention uh, in May. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with Special Olympics. And yeah, the one thing, last thing I want to say is if you've never had an opportunity to participate or watch or, or go to a Special Olympics event, um, I challenge you within the next uh, quarter or the next year to, to try to find one in your area and just go and be a supporter, be a volunteer, um, watch what goes on. And, and, and I, I just recently wrote in our Keystone Night um, magazine an article about the one word that comes to mind when I go to these events is the joy in the face of everyone there, not just the athletes, but but the parents of the athletes, the volunteers there, um, the joy that is, it, 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 you know, we all wish that the joy of Christmas could last forever. We just went through the Christmas season. Um, go to a Special Olympics event. You'll see the joy of Christmas in the face of so many people at those events. And uh, it just warms your heart when you go to these events. And I ask you to go ahead and try, look it up, the, uh, you know, the PA State, uh, I think it's www.pennsylvaniaspecialolympics.org. Um, look up events in your area, maybe things that you can go and volunteer for. Um, they're always looking for volunteers to help, whether it's or of a bowling tournament or whatever. But um, I, I am, it's, it's one of the most heartwarming things that I have seen in my uh, position here as the life director for the state of Pennsylvania, um, going to and watching. I ask you to participate in them. And they're right now in the middle of their polar plunge events. So if you're so inclined, Mike, throw yeah, on your speedo. <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> well, well, Joe might did. do it. I'll <laughs> tell you, uh, you know, same, you know, I, just following on to what you had said, Jack, is uh, I used to be a buddy for adult uh, Special Olympics. And I remember uh, during one of the races, uh, one of the, the uh, gentlemen fell over. He, he tripped. And it's so amazing because they're very competitive. Every one of those athletes are competitive. But when that individual fell to a man, they stopped, went back, picked him up, and they started the race again. I, uh, You know, if, if we could do that, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder about, you know, who's really and truly the challenged. Is it them and that attain Special Olympics, or is it us, everyone outside of Special Olympics? Because I, I really and truly believe that uh, God has Talk touched their heart a lot more than he's, uh, a lot more than Beautiful. we allow him to touch ours. Mm -hmm. Beautifully stated, Mike. Thank well, you. I, you know, I really, we've got about two minutes left in the show. And um, I, I do want to thank you, both of you, because uh, I know it, it's not easy um, running any of the programs that exist with the Knights for a couple of reasons. One of them Jack mentioned, um, <laughs> we'd have a tendency to wait until June 29th mm -hmm. to get everything done so that it's completed on June 30th. We have that. Um the other nothing thing, if not procrastinators. <laughs> yes, professionals. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, 
the world is changing so fast around us and we don't have the luxury of what we had in the past where things just kind of happened. Even in my own council, we just, we quit canning for like four years and I don't know why. I mean, I, it used to be so much fun. I mean, we always had people coming up to us and saying, Oh, it's for special Olympics. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, no matter what it was for, when we used to do art before they, uh, um, fail to uh to commit to what they should be committing to um it was people would come and say well we're so happy that you do this and uh, i hope we can all get back into that and i know that under the leadership of you two gentlemen it makes it a lot easier so um, thank you on behalf yeah, mike, of all members of the knights of columbus yeah mike we talk about that all the time councils will come to us and say well we, we just feel like we're inundating these people with fundraising and i I keep telling them, do not steal their grace from them for the ability to give to a good cause. Don't do that. Exactly right. All right, Jack and uh, David and Michael, if we're coming down less 20 seconds or so, it's a, a full show here today. I want to thank you all for uh, joining us on today's show. For Mike Yakubik and Jack Rosati and Dave Boomer, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless.